praise you, Father. How was the youth game night? Did you have fun? Did you play games? I'll bet. Did you get down on the floor with them? Pictionary, that's a good game to play. Find out how intelligent we are. Bible Pictionary or the other one? A little of both. I don't play that game with pastors around. It's not fair. Okay, ushers, if you'd come forward, this is, wow, the 10th. It's building fund. And um, we have Wednesday night service and then men's, whatever you guys are, men's Bible study and breakfast, 9 9 a.m. on next Saturday. Praise God. Christine, you have a guest today? Beth? Hi, Beth. It's good to see you this morning. It's good to have you. You look just like a girlfriend of mine. When you walked in, I thought, my goodness, Marilyn has lost like 40 years off her life. Because <laughs> she's my age. So I thought, wow. Okay, praise God. I'm going to pray over the tithes and offerings. Father, we just come boldly before your throne of grace this morning, and we bring our tithes and our offerings before you. And I thank you, Father God, that this is the place that you say that you personally will rebuke Satan, the devourer, for our sake, and pour out a, open the windows of heaven and pour out the blessing that there's not enough room to contain it. So we give you the glory, Father, the praise. We thank you, Father God, that there's such assurance as we give of our tithes and offerings. There is such protection from you as we give and we just thank you for the privilege this morning we thank you father god for our jobs we thank you father god for the finances we thank you father god that supernaturally your word says given it shall be given back to you pressed down shaken together shall shall men give into your bosom and we give you the praise and glory in jesus name amen hallelujah so how many know God desires you to be prosperous? You just have to be really wise at the right time when God speaks and do what he says you to, tells you to do. How many know that? You know, there is there are con things out there, and then there are God opportunities of blessing out there. And we must be very... Um, in tune with what the Spirit has to say. So good morning. It's good to have you all here. I don't know where the rest of you guys are, but that's fine. They'll get the tape, I guess. Okay. Children's Church, you are excused. Oh, good. He might have you doing Pictionary this morning. Be a good thing. Praise God. Everybody smile. God is faithful. How many know that? I want to read a scripture um, in Lamentations. That's probably the sticky part of your Bible, most likely. And it is in Lamentations chapter 3, 
22. It is, and I'm going to read this out of the, the uh, Living Bible. It is because of the king's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed because his tender compassion, compassions fail not. Praise God. His Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. They are new every morning. Great and abundance is your stability and faithfulness. The Lord is my portion or share, says my living being, my inner self. Therefore, I will hope in him and wait expectantly for him. The Lord is good to those who wait hopefully and expectantly for him. To those who seek him, inquire of and for him and require him by right of necessity on the authority of God's word. I love that scripture. On the authority of God's word. The thing's burning my leg. Hallelujah. So let's let's read this again. In verse 22 in the Amplified, Lamentations 3. You might want to underline some things that might stick out to you. It is because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed, because his tender compassions fail not. They are new every morning, great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. Hallelujah. The Lord is my portion or share, says my living being, my inner self. Therefore, I will hope in him and wait expectantly for him. If you want to look up Numbers 18.20, that goes along with that. Um, the Lord is good to those who, hope, who wait hopefully and expectantly for him. To those who seek him, inquire and for him and require him by right of necessity and on the authority of God's word. So we need to use the authority of God's word in everything we do. We have, because we're Christians, we're believers, we can do all things on the authority of God's word. Hallelujah. Okay, sweetheart. Lamentations. Pardon? Yeah, lamentations. How many read Lamentations this year? No, not yet. If you have, you know, pastor's reading this um, Hebrew Bible, and it's been real interesting, just the little parts that he shared with me. reads, you know, that's the one he reads right before he goes to bed. And uh, it's been a real blessing to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Okay, the nugget for this morning. Your time and focus. Always wow. reveal. One more time. Your time and focus always reveal your true values. Think about that a little bit. Where do you put your time? Where do you put your focus at? Is that where your value is? More than likely is, huh? Okay. Uh, can I share a little on that one? That's right. Okay, she's going to fire away this on that This is from one. Rob Thompson, and we're going to be showing um, some uh, series of his. And outside of Pastor Dave, he's my favorite teacher. I'll be real Rob honest Thompson, with you. Wait a minute. No, you got, we don't have any series about Rob Thompson. Uh-huh. We don't have a series about Rob Thompson. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking the other guy. Um, what's his name? Well, I love Rob Thompson, too. But the other one is, and tell me, Terry. 
Charles Neiman. Rob Thompson's excellent too. He's another one of my favorites. Charles Neiman is my favorite. But your time and focus are always reveal your true values. You know, when we come in to this to the sanctuary, is your focus on God? Or where is it? You know, when you go into prayer, is your focus on God? Or do you allow everything to disrupt disrupt you and disturb you? You know, the Jews used to take a prayer shawl, or the, well, they still do shawl, and put it over their head and lock themselves in so nothing can distract them. And so this is excellent. Your time and your focus always reveal your true values. What is more important? And that is what God is looking for, those that will get their total focus on him. Hallelujah. Want me to pray, or are you going to pray? Go for it. Okay. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to open up the word of God and to allow this word, this seed, to fall upon good ground, ground that we've plowed up, ground that we've prepared to receive your word this morning. And I thank you, Father God, that much will be learned, that the rhema of the word will come alive. It will come forth and it will come alive to those that are in our midst and those that will be hearing the CDs from this. And I thank you, Father God, that much is being done right now to prepare for a great revival in our midst. Father God, I thank you as we take the word of God and apply it to our lives that we are seeing changes in areas that we thought would be po impossible but God you're turning the things impossible with man to be possible with you and you're making all things perfect and right in Jesus name amen amen okay overcoming disappointments and shattered dreams to reach real success oftentimes is a long and difficult process Okay, but once it's accomplished, it will change your life to all together or forever. Okay, now after you become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the enemy's goal is to distract you from God's promises and grace. You never had so many distractions in your life, especially when you're, you're ready to pray or when you're ready to read, you know, read the Bible. Or, you know, just get, get in a quiet time to meditate. Everything goes wild. I don't know about, no, some of you, I guess you're, you're steadfast in what you do then. You don't have any distractions. Well, for me, sometimes distractions go off. I mean, uh, the telephone goes off, and I got to get the phone. The dogs are barking. I got to see what they're barking about. You know, all sorts of stuff. So, uh, distractions will come, okay? Uh, the devil is fighting to get your identity. The devil is trying to fight and get your identity. Uh, now, the word distract from Webster's Dictionary means to draw apart. Conflicting directions. A harassment. Confusion. To derange the mind. 
agitation and diversion. So all those things, that's, that's speaking of distractions. So let's look at a distraction. Let's go to 1 Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 22, we find David running from King Saul. But there are others that are running too. Let's uh, begin in verse 1. That's chapter uh, 22 of 1 Samuel. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Adamam. And when his brethren and his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Now let's find out. All these people are coming to David. David should be a time of rejoicing, right? And everyone that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves around him. And he became captain over them all. There are about 400 men. So here you got these guys that are in terrible shape. And they surround David. Okay. The first thing you need to do if you get in a situation like that is run. <laughs> but if you can't, you need to change the negative things that surround you. Or remove them somehow. If you were to take every negative thing that's bothering you right now, what a blessing that would be. You would be on the road to success. <laughs> right? Now, I'm going to pose a question to each and every one of us here. Look at your life closely. Think about your life now. What are the things that are not directly in line with God's word due to distractions? What are things in God's word that you should be doing but are kind of put off to the side because distractions are there? There are a number of things uh, in our lives that won't cost us our salvation, but they, are, they will act as stumbling blocks, preventing us from being successful and fulfilling our life. So we're going to look at a few of these stumbling blocks, okay? Example, not telling the truth, okay? A small lie here and there destroys your foundation for truth. Look for negative things that still plague your life and root them out. So look into your life. What are the negative things that are still there and you need to root them out? Okay. Make your life transparent before the Lord. Do everything honestly and with integrity with Him or to Him. Okay. Uh, success is more than financial wealth. We're all looking, you know, everybody says, well, you know, especially since we're going through the tape series, different tape series, talking about financial, but it's, that's not all of it, okay? It's something that we're, we're directed at at this, at this time of the beginning of the year because we know certain things are coming down and we need to have our house hold in the area of uh, success be 
stable, okay? Um, often people equate success with financial gain, and that's not true. There's only one real success. There is only one real success. You must succeed more on the inside than you do on the outside. That's talking about the inward man. You have to be successful with the inward man. That's where that little book, I don't have my booklet anymore. I, don't, I misplaced it. I've got to find, get me a new one. But in him, you better get, know, get to know in him, in you, real well. And you'll be successful. All right? Glory? You have something yet? Oh, she said, she, no. Okay. Before you can really handle and enjoy financial blessings on the outside, a lot of people are successful as the world is concerned. But they are successful only on the outside. On the inside, they're terrible failures. I mean, you, you hear about people having huge amount of finances, yet they, have, they lead miserable lives. Let's go and look at something here. Let's go to the book of Matthew. Go to the book of Matthew, New Testament, and find chapter 19. I, can I, I will share Oh, she's going to go. She's going to go for it. This goes, because this goes along with the scripture that I read, and then I hadn't had a chance to look at this. Your time and your focus always reveal your true values. Well, right now, God is looking for those that will completely put their whole... Um, value on him their whole attention on him will be very open and and in communication with him continually so he can direct and guide them because right now people are being misled in many many ways because they are not giving him full attention they're not doing what they know the word says to do and so they just say well i'll do it tomorrow there's going to come a time i was reading um i've been reading through judges i did ruth Esther, and then now I'm in Judges. There came a time where it, did, it, it, it didn't work. It was over for them. I mean, God said, that's it. Because they kept sinning and going back to their old ways. And there came a point, point where he just said, okay, you're just going to... This happens many You'll times. Live with it. You'll see it. You know what I mean? And he actually allowed their enemies to harass them. To bring them back to that point where... They would listen to him, and we, you know, we all go, well, we're word of faith people. That can happen to us. Let me tell you this. In, in, the, in the time that we're living in and the place that we're living in right now, you know, people have taken grace to, a, to an extreme. They've gotten way out there in that grace area to an extreme that that's not what God's talking about. He wants true commitment. He said he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And right now I'm reading about um, Gideon. As you read about Gideon and that army that God made for him out of, out of the group of people he made it. This is like David. David had those that were in debt. These people didn't have anywhere to go. They were in debt, distressed, and discontented. The three big Ds, the type of people you don't really like around you because they're moaning and groaning most of the time. It was his job to turn them around and, and cause them to become mighty warriors. Did he do it? Yes. Sometimes we look at these obstacles and we say, oh, I don't want any part. This can't be God. 
This, this cannot be God bringing this. Yeah, let me tell you, sometimes he allows these people to come our way so we can minister to them and get them turned around. You say, well, that's hard. It, it is hard. And you'll find the longer you're a believer, the more of these type of people you'll get the privilege of dealing with. Amen? Hallelujah. Go for it, baby. Okay, I, in Matthew know. chapter 19, we're going to look at somebody that's well-to-do, wealthy. Real rich. Very rich. Matthew chapter 19. And starting with verse 16, it's going to talk about the rich young ruler. Verse 16, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep thy commandments. And he said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt and shall love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell what thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Verse 22. Here's this rich young man. When the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Riches is not success. This man, unfortunately, uh, let's hope that he repented and came around. Um, let's, now let's turn to the book of uh, Psalms. Psalms chapter 30. <coughs> this is what this, this rich man should have said. Psalms chapter 30, looking at verses 11 and 12. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Remember, he was, he, he was, what, sorrowful. Here, he could have been dancing. Put off a sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. That should be the, that man's song. That young man's song, but he didn't. This, this individual here in, in uh, Psalms 30, verses uh, 11 and 12, has had the inside, his inside changed. Glory to God. The distractions re removed, bringing him outside joy and success. You need outside joy and success. But your inside has to be perfect. Amen? Glory to God. To be a successful believer means being successful in all areas. Family, friends, job. There's so much more to living successful than having financial wealth. Okay. Remember that having money means taking on greater responsibilities. Remember we spoke about uh, the three servants. One was given five talents, another two, and another one. There was responsibilities. Okay. So it's not all 
homes, cars, planes, and trips. It's growing into maturity. Reaching the loss, feeding the poor, educating the children, supporting the church. Amen? That's success. Okay. You must succeed on the inside again before you can succeed on the outside. It's who you are. Letting it come forth. Letting the word, the word is in you. Scripture says, the word is nigh in thee. Let it out. Let it groom the outside man. Okay? Oh. Here I go. I had to get on a tangent, so here, here we go. Huh? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll skip it. I'll skip. <laughs> I, I got on a bad tangent. I get on those once in a while, so you're going <laughs> to... Talked about certain systems in our mm-hmm. government. So we'll go. We'll go to Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians three. Let's go to Second Thessalonians. This goes along with it, but uh, well, go ahead. I don't care. Okay, well, let's just go to Second Thessalonians. Yes, <laughs> it's right in front of Timothy. Second Thessalonians, chapter three. Verse 10. That's 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10. It's the latter part that we want to look at, but we'll read the whole thing. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. So it means we need to go out there and fulfill the jobs that we need to do to keep our families alive and, you know, Amen. So it's a Bible truth, and unfortunately our, our nation is not following it. It's wrong to support individuals that not, will not work or share their own responsibilities. They refuse to do any type of labor. They rather have it hand out. Okay, uh, let's go to, she wants you had to go to Lamentations. I'm going to have you go to the book of Ecclesiastics. Right after Proverbs, find Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastics, and we will go to the 10th chapter of Ecclesiastics. I bet that one's not as sticky as Lamentations. No, this is even worse. (laughs) Ecclesiastics chapter 10, we're looking at verse 18. By much slothfulness, the building decayeth. And through idleness, the hands of the house droppeth through. Well, I told you this is about uh, certain things that are happening in our our government, and that's it. You may as well go on back and do it. She says, I might as well go back and do it. Okay, (laughs) we are in a... Crazy welfare state. They hand out everything to everybody. Don't, and they're not responsible. People, they keep on extending things. People should not be looking for the government to supply money for them to eat. They need to go out there and do it, okay? And this is what it says. Look at that again. Verse 18. 
by much slothfulness, the building is decayed. Our, our country is decaying because of this. Okay, I got, okay, that's it, no more. Success starts by feeding right on the inside. Become interested in the success of the kingdom of God and new doors will open for you. Don't be self uh, oh, what's the word I want to use here? Don't be self uh, deluded thinking that you are the greatest. Okay. Are you listening? Just because you can afford something doesn't make it right. Okay. You must attain levels of success on the inside first. Let's go to Luke. The book of Luke, chapter 14. Man, you're going all over the place. It's good to go all over the place sometimes. Remember the parable, this is, we're looking at, looking at the parable of the Great Supper. <coughs> Luke chapter 14. Beginning with verse 16. A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Verse 19, and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. Wow. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come into my house that it may be filled. Verse 24, For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. In other words, when we get too busy on our own and not do what God calls us to do. And we, we walk about with the label of Christian. You could be missing out. He says, I'm not going to bring those in. Forget them. We need to turn things around. Okay. These, in, these individuals were more interested in investments than what God has called us to do. You have something there? You... Well, this, is the heaven, this, this is the hour we're in. I really believe it right now. Well, this is true. I really believe that. Um, you know, Jesus doesn't even know when the Lord's going to say it's time. But he said there would be signs of the times. And, you know... In verse 18, let's go out. Jesus said to him, A man once giving a great supper and invited many. And at the hour for the supper, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, 
for all is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses and to beg off. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of land and I have to go out and see it. That is not even an excuse. I beg you, <laughs> have me excused. Who buys a piece of land and doesn't look at it? Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going to examine and put my approval on them. Who would buy oxen and not put your approval on them? These are, to me, when I read this, I see there, these are very foolish people that are void of the word and void of the spirit of God. They might be know him, be born again, but they're void of the signs of the times. I beg you, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and because of this I am able to come. At least he didn't say I married a wife and haven't checked her out yet. (laughs) (laughs) So the servant came and reported these answers to his master. Then the master of the house said in wrath to his servant, go quickly into the... Notice notice that quickly. Go quickly into the great streets and small streets and the city and bring in here at the poor and the disabled and the blind and the lamed and the servant returning him sir what have you ha- sir what you have coming commanded me to do has been done and yet there is no room yet there Mas- is room pardon there is room there is room sorry then the master said to the servant go out into the highways and the hedges and urge and constrain them to yield and come in so that my house may be filled for i tell you no one of those who were invited shall taste my supper. Now huge crowds were going through with Jesus and he goes on and he turns to them. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother in a sense of indifference and relatives, he goes on and you, you might want to take this home and read this. This is really heavy, the things he told, told them. But what an excuse. I mean, haven't checked out the land, haven't checked out the oxen. That's distractions. Deception, mm-hmm. excuses, it's distractions, everything you can think of. So it's true, and we need to really check our lives up and out and see, okay, do I have any of these excuses in my life? Go on, dear. Okay. This is a good sermon. Success Heavy is, sermon. <laughs> success is not an outward manifestation of affluence. Success is an inward manifestation of knowing who you are. You must not forget who you are. Prime example of someone who forgot who he was is King Solomon. His life ended in a disaster, devoid and away from the principles that made him great. Some people come on Sundays and Wednesdays and shout, Glory to God, Hallelujah! But when Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're doubting and in total confusion. Why? Because they lost their identity. These Christians have let the world in and not God dictate to them. The enemy is turning up the heat in the world. You got to do this. You can't do that. You've got to be politically correct to pass certain things. 
They have, a, they have a cartoon. They had a cartoon a few years ago. It showed police officers in a school. They were opening up a kid's locker. They found gun, drugs, paraphernalia. This one's okay. They opened up the next locker, found a Bible. Confiscate it. You can bring a gun and all these other things to school, but if you bring a Bible, they, they'll confiscate it. They'll take it away. You can't bring it to school. It's offensive. So we are, you know, when the Bible says in the last days, they will call good things evil and evil things good. We are in those days. Hallelujah. Daniel 3.12. Okay, Daniel. Let's find Daniel. <coughs> I love this. There are, this was in the days when Nebuchadnezzar. Right before Hosea. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar made a decree to every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, dulcimer, and bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed and set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. And then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these men were brought before the king. These are, they said, I refuse to do what you've asked me to do. I wonder how many believers today, if we're asked to do certain things, would, not, would refuse, knowing that they could be dead because of their refusal. You say, ah, that'll never happen in this country. It's going that way right now, folks. I hate to say this. We have to be so built up inside of us and know who we are in Jesus Christ that we will stand up for him no matter what. That means, you know, one of the things Jesus said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That means if there's any areas of fear in your life, you need to get them out. You need to study the word of God right now and, and get them out. Seriously, if you see fear in your children, sit down and minister to your children with the word of God in your hand and, and show them what the word of God says so they can walk uprightly and not fear what the enemy would try to say. You know, it's just like, um, say, a person that's fallen and they start to fall again. Well, that fear starts to, to come on them of, oh my, oh my gosh, I'm older, or whatever. What am I going to do if I hit the ground? We can't even go there. We can't even go to the what ifs. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to stop the what ifs now. And that's where in him comes in. That's where knowing who you are in Christ comes in. These guys knew they're going to come get us because we refuse to to worship this thing. They're going to come get us, and even if they do throw us in that fire, 
we'll be safe. And they were. They had that so inside of them. You know, it, it's like even debt or losing a job or whatever. Don't even think that. Don't even go there because you have a job. God has made you prosperous. Every person in this church has a job. God has made them to succeed. That's our, that is our prayer for you, that you will be successful in everything you do. But take look at these men. What did they do? They put God first before anything else. And that's the one thing he's asking us in this hour, put me first before anything else. Amen? Before anything. Oh, I got to go buy some, look at the ox I bought. <laughs> I can't believe it. When you think of this, it's almost funny, but it isn't. Jesus said, I have come that you would have life super abundantly in quality, superior quality. You have life super abundantly in quality, superior quality. Superior quality, superior quantity, supernatural quality. It says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Think of who you are. Think of the word that's in your mouth and what it, what it can do to the enemy and in the enemy's camp. Hallelujah. Go ahead, baby. Okay, glory to God. That is so powerful. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I come to give life and life more abundantly. Amen? So let's turn to Psalms 20. Book of Psalms, chapter 20. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. Verse 1, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God of Jacob set, up, set you up high and defend you. Send you help from the sanctuary and support, refresh and Hallelujah. strengthen you from Zion. Hallelujah. Verse 3, remember all the, your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices. Selah. Pause and think of that. May he grant you according to his heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. We will shout in triumph at your salvation and victory in the name of our God. We will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and saving strength of his right hand. Some trust and boast in, of chariots and some of horses, but we will trust and boast in the name of the Lord our God. Glory to God. They are bowed down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, give us victory that the King answer us when we call. That's who you are. That's how it is. That, that's your theme right there. That's the Christian's theme. There's nothing down. It's everything that's uplifting. This is you. This is, this is God's composite picture of you. He remembers everything that you've done. And he blesses it. And he protects you. He defends you. Even when trouble comes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So don't listen to the world. Turn to 2 Corinthians. Uh, 2 Corinthians. 
chapter one, second you, Corinthians. You said this one wrong, the verse four. It says, May he grant you according to your heart's desires. Oh, okay. And so fulfill all your plans. You know, sometimes we forget that when God's placed a desire in our heart, we try to make that thing work for us, but he's the one that's gonna make it work. He's just he just asks us to be obedient. And do what he says to do. Praise him. Read the word. Whatever he tells you to do concerning that, do it. As long as it lines up with the word. What is it? Second Corinthians one twenty. Second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty. We saw Psalms twenty was a composite or a picture of you. Now look at Second uh, Corinthians one twenty. It says, "For all the promises of God in Him are yes or yea, and in Him Amen. Glory unto God." Amen? So all the promises are ours. We should not be distracted from God's promises. We need to uphold them and just shout the glory. Can I and then when the enemy does come, you use 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down all imaginations and high things that, which exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity those things. See, God has given, given us the, the protection. Then he gives us ways of using our own voice to hold back the enemy. Your voice is the key. You have to speak it out. Can I share something? She's got something. Okay, go okay. for it. Okay, let's look at this in the Amplified. For as many as the promises of God, they all find their yes answer in him, Christ. For this reason we also utter the amen, so be it, to God through him in his person and to, by his agency, the glory of God. But it is God who confirms and makes us steadfast and establishes us in joint fellowship with you in Christ and has consecrated and anointed us, enduring us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So it is God who confirms and makes all of you out there, every one of us, steadfast. That's exciting when you think of it. He has made you steadfast. Everything that you need to be steadfast in him has already been placed in you if you've received Jesus. So you don't have to be unstable. You can be steadfast. It's already yours. Thank God. To me, that is exciting because there are so many people in this world that are so flaky. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. That's why everything that comes off us, off, off towards us, at us, we take 2 Corinthians 10.5, Cast down imaginations and reasonings and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If it's a negative thought, we need to line it up with the word. Amen. Line it up immediately. Don't wait, don't wait till tonight to line it up. Line it up immediately. If someone offends you, don't even wait a second to allow that offense to take root. Get rid of it with the word of God immediately. A lot of people don't live that way. They think, well, we'll wait till tonight and we'll take care of all that garbage tonight. Well, you know what happens? You fall asleep reading your Bible. 
How many of you have ever been there? As soon as something happens, deal with it right now, right then and there. Because offense takes, a, takes root. It, it actually takes seed in you. It's like, a, it's like a root that comes in there. It's a root of bitterness, the Bible says. A root of bitterness. So when we take offense, that root of bitterness is ready to plant itself in us. So we need to deal with it up here immediately. They didn't really mean that. You know, they might have said it, but I choose to believe that they didn't mean it. Amen? It takes a bigger person to keep their mouth shut than to open it up and just let every, all the garbage flap out. Amen? Because I'm going to tell you, the more you allow that, when that root gets in there, then you start speaking stuff and believing things that aren't true. And you become into a, you come into a dangerous situation at that point. So take care of these things immediately. Amen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I shut up, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> we know that we are living in the last days. Everything is just rolling at a Thank quick God. pace right now. I mean... But sadly, most Christians are still trying to decide if God really means what he means or what he says. Most people live and die and never see themselves as a success. They are concerned to what others think about them and how they view themselves according to the world standards. How do you match up to the world standards instead of how you match up to God's standards? We've got that backwards, don't we? But most Christians are looking at world standards. So, have you been unfaithful to yourself? Have you forgotten what God and his word says about you? You must maintain your identity as one in Christ Jesus. Let's turn to, since we're in the New Testament, let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Well, you turn there. What he just said is the truth. We must maintain our identity as one in Christ Jesus. So the only person that we identify with is Jesus. That's powerful. When When I think about what Jesus went about doing, I identify with that. That's what I'm to go about doing. Amen? How did Jesus react to circumstances and situations? That's how I'm to react. Is I identify with him. I never heard Jesus calling people, I mean, he might have called them Pharisees and Sadducees, but he didn't go, you creep and you idiot. I never heard him do that. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. Somebody, you know, you're out there, you, of course, they walked then and or got on a mule or a donkey or whatever, but out there, somebody kind of bumps into you and you start, you hear Christians saying things that they should never, never say about people. I can't imagine Jesus doing that. Amen? Your mate bugs you? Well, you idiot. I mean, I can't imagine Jesus saying that. Can you? You know, you might not say it, but you might think it. You got to get that out of your mind. Because if you don't, it's going to become a root of bitterness. Amen? Okay, go for it. Okay. 
Sorry, I had to really, God's really on this today for whatever reason. I don't know. Those of you that are in the church up in, in Oregon, maybe it's for you and not us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa, okay. You know I love you. Moving quickly. <laughs> Your identity is important for you to know and act upon it. You need to act who you are. Galatians, again, chapter 2, verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Well, if we are to identify with Jesus, he is the heir. The throne. And we are joint heirs with Jesus. And it says that we are seated with him in heavenly places. Wow. And a king decrees things. And they come to pass. If you look in the Old Testament there, you'll find that many of the kings decree certain things. And it has to come to pass. It's not changed. You remember with uh, Esther, the king made a decree. He says, well, can't you change it? He says, I've spoken the word out. I can't change it. How many times are we speaking things out that the devil will use? So watch your, watch your lips. Zip your lip. Okay. And the saddest part is once it's out there, it's out there. This, this is the biggest thing we need to think about. Once we've spoken it and someone has heard it, it's out there. And you might say, I'm sorry. And, I, you know, I'm sorry, forgive me. But it's still out there and it's still caused a wound. A hurt. A hurt. And we, we have to be so careful. You know, a lot of times people have pressure inside of them built up because of, of the way someone else has treated them. And they don't even realize it. And all of a sudden they start speaking that thing out because they, they see something and say, okay, I'm just going to lay it right out here. Okay, well, I'll use me as the example. Because I was married before, there were a lot of hurts in that marriage. And he had nothing to do with them, not a thing, not a... But because of those hurts that were there, there would be things that maybe he would do that reminded me of that. So I'd come out and lash out irrationally. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And <laughs> it wasn't his fault. It really wasn't his fault. He was like, duh, what did I do? But, you know, or somebody might be a waitress and serving you, and they remind you of someone that really bugged you or hurt you and you might lash out and not be grateful or kind to that person. Well, we need to really take hold of ourselves quickly here. Pull in the, the pull in the pull up the straps and say, okay, y'all know what I'm talking about. And say, I'm gonna change this area in my life. This has got to be changed and, and through Jesus Christ, 
I can change this. Hallelujah. Don't go to sleep out there. It's almost over. You can go home and take a nap. Okay, so check this out. You, you know, everybody, some people that I counsel have this, this feeling that everybody hurts them and is against them. It's like, good night. Are you the only person on the place of the a planet that, that nobody likes me, everybody hates me? Remember that? I'm going to go eat worms? You know, and, it, it, and they can't understand why they don't have any friends. You know, I'll take Lisa as an example. Lisa is, you know, I hope you don't mind. Uh -oh. Everybody loves her. You can't help but love Lisa because she's, am I right, Terry? Because she's just easy going, easy to be around. You know, people, people are drawn to that. You know, all of you are like that here, okay? But, but, you know, first time I met her, I thought, you know, I really like her because she just has that, that, that love around her. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. I get to look at you in the front row. But we have a choice, you know. Some people go through hurts in life, and we can hang on to those, or we can say, I've got to let this go, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to drag me down for, for life permanently. And what a way to live. You know what it causes? Wrinkles. If I have every wrinkle here, it's because I was angry at someone, but whatever, you know. Think of this. This is, this is the day to walk free. Amen? Okay. Wrinkle free. Wrinkle free? <laughs> well, yeah, I got some stuff that could do that. Okay. <laughs> it fits in the There will be no cracks. wrinkles in heaven. <laughs> Thank God. Really? It says without spot or wrinkle. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine old wrinkled men and women walking around heaven? Oh, my pain. I, can, I, cheek, mine. <laughs> can you imagine that? Those that are 80 get to heaven and they're talking about their arthritis symptoms and whatever. Think of this. It's not going to be like that there. Well, shouldn't be like that here. Amen? <laughs> get a new mattress or something. Okay. <laughs> you need to laugh. This is a really heavy sermon, but it's the truth. You know, they actually have stuff that you can buy that, you know, will fill in the wrinkles in your face. And you just not, gently put your makeup over. I mean, it, you'd be amazed. It's called a mud bath. What, <laughs> no, it's not mud. But it's amazing what people try to cover up. Sooner or later, when you take off that, when you use the, the makeup remover at night, they're there. Well, it's the same. It's, the same. <laughs> it's I don't use soap and water. It's the same thing. We try to cover up these things for years so nobody knows about them. It's time to get them out and get rid of them. You know, take them out and you know how you tenderize meat with one of those <laughs> meat tenderizers. Well, those rotten things that you have and you take them out and destroy them. Amen. How we got on that one? Okay. <laughs> At least I didn't talk about your the success and is stuff. completely linked to who Jesus, <laughs> who Jesus is. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Oh no. <laughs> you know, while we're turning here, it kind of bugs me. You know, men get better looking as they grow older. You know, because they 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 mature. I'm not going there. 
Does that mean women don't mature? <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming. You better behave yourself. Second <laughs> Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. That's who you are. That's right. That's what I am. You need to confess that. What do you think, Sister Sarah said? Sisters, oh. <laughs> She says, I'm a new woman. Without spot or wrinkle. Okay. In Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10. It says, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. If you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, you are living in defeat, even if you're a Christian. You've got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. It says in the Amplified, He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life that He prearranged and made ready for us to live. Ooh. He prearranged it and made it ready for us to live. All we've got to do is walk in it. I mean... It's like if you were to win a $2 million the house and garden home or whatever it is, HGTV home. I mean, that's yours. you got the car, you've got the house, you've got $500,000 to go along with it. Yeah, it'd be nice. Witness. No, I want to win it. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? It's all been prearranged. The whole thing's pre-arranged. It's, it's ready for us to walk in it. Wow. That's wild. Okay. Success. Wild. Is the willingness to bear pain. Oh, boy. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Looking at verse 17. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so, that we suffer with him. So there's some suffering. Yeah. Okay. The suffering is persecution. It's not being beat up, but it, you know. So let's turn, let's back up to the book of Mark. It's not sickness, because Jesus was never sick. Mark chapter 10. Okay. We need to take persecution and turn it around. Okay? Use it for winning, not losing. Okay, we went to Mark chapter 10. Looking at verse 29, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sister, father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospel, but he shall receive a hundred 
full now and, and this time, houses, brethren, sisters, and mother, and children, and lands with persecutions. So if you're going to be successful, persecution is going to come your way. So expect it, but you don't have to waller in it. Okay, got it? Um, no one can destroy your dreams. That's right. Are you listening? No one can destroy your dreams. You remember Joseph in the book of Genesis? He did not let his dreams in because of negative situations. Okay, so keep your dreams in. No one is successful alone. Promotions come from God. Whatever success you have or hope to have or enjoy is linked to other people that you will come in contact with. Success is more than benefits you alone, okay? Again, Joseph is a great example of being promoted in the most dismal of situations and circumstances. So he looked for promotions to come. But they might come in dismal situations and circumstances. Hang in there. Keep your dream alive. Okay. Learn to be a servant. Oh, I don't like that. The best compliment you will ever receive is being called a servant. A servant is no longer interested in his own interests. Is willing to get involved in someone else's vision or dream. The reason this is important, it takes pressure off of you. It takes pressure off of your dream, your vision. When you become concerned about godly things, it takes the focus off your problems and difficulties and struggles. Okay. So get yourself, so get out of yourself, I should say, and pour your interest and concerns into somebody else. Joseph, I'm going to Joseph again. Joseph forgot his problems and focused and centered on others. The results are unquestionable. He rose to power, he had prestige, and he had favor with all. So don't push your agenda. It may not be the time. Okay? Stay in God's word. Joshua 1 8. They all know that one. You got it? No. They all know it. Okay. They don't, if you don't know Joshua 1 8 by now and you've been here for any length of time, there's something so wrong. So remember who you are. They'll, there will be obstacles to your success. Now we got persecution, now we got obstacles. Oh, isn't this great? Let's go to Mark. Find the book of Mark and find the 11th chapter. Look at the obstacles that are in front of you. Mark chapter 11, looking at verse 23. For, for verily I sent you, that whosoever should say to this mountain, is that an obstacle? Be thou removed and cast in the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. 
Okay. The mountain is the problem. Removal is the answer. Whatever is your problem, it's to be removed. Doubt is another problem. It needs to be removed. Learn to live your life through the Word of God. Glory to God. Doubts come from your past. Doubts are not part of God's Word. So take God's Word. Use it as a the sword of the Spirit. Speak that word. Cut through the mountain. Destroy doubt. Amen. Finally, well, almost finally, stop blaming others. Big distraction. Stop blaming others. And all of us said, oops. It all started in the Garden of Eden. It's the woman. Right? Husband and wives, brother and sisters are always, it was them. It's you. Don't let children fight or blame others. Don't pass off responsibilities. Uh, employees often fall into the blaming game. Well, they're the one, they, that was your, their job. They should have did it. The blame game. In Exodus chapter 32, you know, I'll just give you this. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 24, Aaron said, I took the gold and it turned out to be a calf. Blame game. I didn't do that. 1 Samuel 13, verse 12. Saul says, It was the people's fault, not mine. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 21. Samuel tells Saul, it's better to be obedient than to sacrifice. But Saul said, no, 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 sacrifice is good. The blame game. We can't do that. He says, stop blaming others. And finally, stop blaming yourself. I always, it never fails it's just my bad luck. When you blame yourself, it frees you from the responsibilities of fixing the problem. When you blame yourself, you don't want to fix the problem. When you blame others. Hmm? When you blame others, you don't want to fix the problem. So let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's see what this says here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. We don't have it. Been placed on Jesus. We're free. Colossians chapter 1. Philippians, Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. It says, In the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy, unblameable, and unreproved in his sight. Glory to God. In other words, 
God's word says, don't get caught up in dis distractions. You have already won. You're a winner. He's crowned you for life. Glory to God. Now, the reason that you might be miserable, I hate to say this, is because you're not living out who you really are. You're not recognized who you are. You need to get in those in him scriptures. Get to know Get to know who you are in Christ and speak the word with confidence. You have something on that. You're done? Hello out there. Heavy, heavy this morning. Hmm? Go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Praise you, Father. I'm going to just, <clears throat> if you're here and you do not know Jesus, never received him, or if you backslidden and you're not right with God, this is a real heavy time that we live in. If you're not sure and you would like us to pray with you, if you would raise your hand. Praise God. Then I take it everybody's ready. Praise God. Could be any time. We never know. Some people go, I've been hearing that for years. I'll tell you, I've been around a Christian for years, and it's really finally gotten to the point where I can truly say it could be any day. It could be any day. Thank God. So let's take out those roots of bitterness and all this stuff that's holding us back and kick them to the curb. Amen? Amen. You want to go out and I'll pray? Okay. I'm just going to greet all of you out there. Praise you, Father. Father, we thank you for this word. I know it helped me, and I believe it helped everybody in this house this morning. I thank you, Father God, that those that are will be hearing this on the CD, Father God, I thank you that it will cause growth and it will cause us to look inside ourselves and see if there are areas that we need to deal with, if there are areas that we've let slip, if there are areas, Father God, that we need to, to change, to conquer, and allow you to have full control over God. I'm asking you to reveal those things to us through your Holy Spirit this week and move mightily in each person's behalf, Father God. Every circumstance and situation that is trying to cause unbelief, I render it helpless in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that those that are feeling hopeless in areas God, I thank you that you are the only hope. And I just praise you and I thank you and I command blessings upon this people this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in joy. Christine, if you would take your friend out so we can all meet her. Praise God.